0: As the phoenix rises from the ashes, it's time to fly! Welcome back to another episode of the Phoenix Flash Podcast. I'm one half of your humble host, Jason Cornelius Bell, JCB for those who know. And on the other side, the left side, it's still weird to look at you, but I'm starting to get used to it. Your boys liking it. It's my favorite N-word, Brett Jager, one half of the Brainbuster boys. BJ, tell me something good.
1: Yo, yo, yo. Hey, I said it before we started, but the NFL season starts tonight. Uh, Me, a Bengals fan, should be another big year for us. You a fucking Steelers fan, and I know uh, all Steelers fans think it's going to (laughs) be. No, I think they'll be pretty decent as well, but that's exciting. Uh, Sports betting is legal in Kentucky. as. No, go ahead. Yeah, it's a tough division. Sports betting is legal in Kentucky as of today, which is very exciting. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've uh, got a couple tournaments to continue to talk through here. Um, but yeah, life is uh, pretty good, my man. I'm excited to be here. Be back in the saddle, in the air, whatever we want to call it.
0: Yeah, we're, we're in the air. We, we fly around these parts. Yeah. Um... Let's just break down the uh, the thirteenth episode of PSP, or it should be the fourteenth because of this one right here decided that they wanted to be cute and mess things up, and which should really be the fourteenth, but it's the thirteenth. But nonetheless, let's talk about what we're gonna break it down this afternoon. First, we're gonna break down the last five nights of the N1. Uh, talk about my man, Manabu Sawyer, who I'm going you already oh, said yeah. was my MVP coming out of this tournament amazing tournament i want to give him some flowers and show him some love uh second we're going to jump over to stardom talk a little five star and their uh special uh five star special from haroma i guess that was on nine three sounds right um brett once again has his thoughts and once again i will hold
1: my tongue for now
0: (laughs) and i feel like i have to defend my girls so that should be interesting a little uh discord in the middle and then on the back end we're going to talk about a little new japan obviously new japan has been a wall since we have last talked uh since the end of the g1 but it's going to start back up starting tomorrow morning uh Bolton Owig versus ZSJ for the World TV title. And then we're going to have uh, a pretty solid card on the 924 show. Was that one, two, three title matches? Naito and Cobb for the uh, G1 title rights. And then Shingo and Great O'Connor in some sort of banger match that has not had a stip for that. But we will talk about that here in a second. So, Let's talk about a little n one. I know we were we were talking before we recorded that we wanted to jump to the final and then work our way back. But I wanted to talk about the the 27th show because the 27th show sets up a lot of well, it basically sets up the final, and I think arguably it was had the match of the tournament on that same card. So let's just jump down. Towards the matches that "quote unquote" matter, you had uh, Hio, Del, uh, Del, Doctor Wagner Jr. versus Manabu Soya. So obviously, at this point, Manabu Soya, uh, Grossi Ozaki, Nakajima, all in the and uh, Hio kind of on the outside, and Were all in the mix for the B Block uh, winning the B Block. Soya had to win and get a little help going forward. He got his dub uh, in twelve oh seven over he uh, he Odell Dr Wagner Jr. I gave this four and a quarter stars. So it puts the pressure on the Axis team, where basically this is a win and gets in scenario. I circled this match before the the tournament even started, just because it had the Axis guys. Oh, facing yeah. off against each other after so
1: final night
0: internally, you know, coming back together as a team, not necessarily a, a successful debut as a team. They did uh, lose to Manabu Soy and Keno for I believe it was the eighty was it all the Japan titles? Was, am I correct on that? Am I missing the step?
1: Yeah, yep. Uh-huh. Um, so no obviously that's right.
0: they are they were they are teammates now having to go at each other winner, if Nakajima wins, he wins the block. If Go wins, then you have that one match playoff that we were so desperately wanting to see in the G1 with Shingo mm-hmm. and uh, geez Louise, Tama. uh, Tamatanga, where Evil decided he wanted to fuck that up. Uh, Go decides he's not going to let Nakajima fuck that up. He wins in 1453. So in this scenario, You have a tie at the top of the B block between Go Shiozaki and Manabu Soya. First time ever, one match playoff to win the B block. But let's talk about those two matches first. What's your thoughts on the two matches leading up to the one match playoff?
1: Yeah, both damn solid as this entire tournament, I thought, was. you know, we talked about it last episode, a lot of new blood in this tournament. They kind of mm-hmm. got out a lot of the old guys, brought in a lot of younger guys, a lot of guys from outside the company. Um, So it was a nice new mix of guys and made for a really an, an entertaining tournament. And yeah, I thought, you know, this final night of block action, so to speak, was definitely one of, if not the best shows, you know, of this whole tournament. And yeah, I went Four stars on Wagner and Soya, and four and a quarter on uh, Nakajima and uh, Shiozaki. You know, both under 15 minutes there. So, uh for the time that they got, you know, I thought both were excellent and not a surprise really on either winner. I mean, I know coming into the tournament, I had picked Keno versus Nakajima in the finals. But pretty much right after our, our buddy Azar, you know, a couple days in the tournament, he's like i think it's gonna be go and you know knowing that go had never won it and just kind of as the tournament was progressing definitely mm-hmm. felt like that was the direction we were headed now you said it off the jump soya mvp i don't think i can disagree with that and i mean i think that was definitely one of the biggest storylines of this you know pre-tournament as well kind of breaking free of congo becoming in his kind of on the best run that I've ever seen him by far in Noah. And, uh, you know, that held true with the match previous. I think it was the show previous where Soya and Go had the draw that I thought was outstanding, the 30-minute draw where they just beat the shit out of each other. Not a decisive winner. So in the scope of the tournament, this made perfect sense for those two to to tangle again with everything on the line. And then, of course, you haven't mentioned it yet, but also the I care, the a block final you know that night of Jake Lee and Keno another excellent match as well that's
0: what I was getting ready to go to next because obviously we have to figure out who is going to win the A block with Keno stumbling out of the block early very similar to Nakajima coming out 0-2 but then going on a nice little run of wins of matches hey man you can't sit, sit on that I gotta read off of that buddy um, nice little cool run of matches where you had him beating um, Kiyomiya on eight twenty six, 26 and then, I believe, trying to find the other one, he lost to Jack on oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Kaito Masha
1: Kiyomiya ain't in this tournament. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what? What?
0: <laughs> Key to me. So sorry. he
1: didn't start 0-2 then He he lost his first match to Adam Brooks And then he lost to Jack Morris It was kind of middle of the tournament But you know both of those were Definitely surprised Right like Morris wasn't his second match
0: So he lost to he lost to Brooks on 8-6 Didn't Let me double check Did not wrestle on 8-9 beat Inamura on A-10, so I apologize. He won the, the, his no, you're, uh you're good, match. but
1: it was definitely an earlier, you know, two early losses for him. That Inamura match we mentioned last recording, still one of the best matches of the tournament, probably finishing top three for me still. But, yeah, point being, he stumbled out of the gates a little bit, but you knew he was going to be there at the end. Obviously, the story in the A-block was who's going to beat Jake Lee. Right. You know, he had, the two, I think, two draws, right, against yeah, Kidamiya, and uh,
0: And then and, uh, uh, one I can't against remember. Uh, Morris on h 20
1: too, too many fucking tournaments going on right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> G1's up, but a lot of these running simultaneously. A lot of shit to keep track of these days. Amen, baby. Just Amen. in Japan, let alone everything going on in the States, too, but... Um, okay, yeah, I mean, it, it have, really, did. To... again, yeah, sorry. I can tell we're having some slight, uh, connection issues here. I think we're good, but yeah, a little, little delay here, but, um, I think, you know, you look at this show, go start of the tournament, you see Keno and Jake Lee, you see Nakajima and go, you're thinking, okay, winners of each of these matches go through, Now, the wrinkle we didn't really expect was the Soya piece, as we said, who had a fucking hell of a tournament and absolutely deserved to be there at the end. So, couldn't really ask for much more in terms of coming into a final night here. That's for damn sure.
0: The question was, who could be Jake Lee? And no one could. Obviously, he had the two draws, which made things a little more intriguing. He couldn't pull away from the A block. He got points, but never got the full loss per se until we run around at the very end where, once again, Keno has made a run and he has a chance to where the winner of the Kenno jake Lee match wins the block outright. I thought this was one of the better matches of the tournament, especially in a scenario where it was a, a win and get in scenario. I think that adds a little more to the match itself. To me, it's like a title match. I went four and a half on this. It went 22-38. Keno wins the match and subsequently wins the A block. I don't think this is a huge surprise. Uh, no. I, I think we both can agree that neither one of us th- <laughs> could ever would ever think that Jake we would win the block per se, especially as the champion. You're going to be they're waiting for whoever wins the tournament at the end, so there's no point of the champion winning the tournament unless you want to come up with some sort of elaborate angle. Obviously, they didn't go that route. Thoughts on Ken o winning the block? It's been a while since he's won. It's been a while since he's been champion. Obviously, we have the date set. I believe it's not the Marifuji, uh, uh 16th or 17th. I believe it's the 24th. Of September Ooh. is the set date for Kenno and Jake Lee. I thought they were going to wait a little while longer, but I'm glad they're going to pull the trigger now. Thoughts on Kenno winning the uh, N1 and uh, the possible, well, not even possible, the upcoming match with him and Jake Lee for the championship?
1: Wait, so they're doing Kenno Jake Lee before Go Jake Lee?
0: I'm sorry, I meant uh, Go Jake Lee is already set. Uh, okay.
1: That's the I- play. That's what I figured, but obviously, with Kenno beating Jake Lee, he has technically earned himself a shot. But I, yeah, I didn't think they would do that before. No, they're before going Keno, with
0: the so. N1 winner.
1: Yeah, which makes total sense. I just hadn't looked too far ahead yet. But why I love this is what I just said it, it does have Kenno have a stake to that championship at some point, you know, even, unless Jake Lee loses, which is certainly possible. But Yeah, I mean, like you said, didn't expect Jake Lee to win the block, but they certainly booked him about as strongly as they possibly could without doing that. Again, not having a loss until the final night and losing to one of the top guys. And, you know, that loss doesn't hurt him at all. So, yeah, I thought the match was great as well. I went four and a quarter, bordering on four and a half. You know, Jake Lee, a lot of his match is you know, he's kinda got the slower start, but you know, this one really ramped up towards the end. Crowd was super hot for Keno. Mm-hmm. Really the whole tournament. I mean, you know, ever similarly to Manabu Soya, you know, kind of becoming his own man outside of Congo, both guys have, you know, had a hell of a run since that point. You know, when we were all kind of like, what the hell? Congo's just gone <laughs> all of a sudden that I'd say everybody's doing pretty okay at this point, you know, so that's a good thing. And, yeah, I, we'll get to fu- the future title match here with Jake and Go here shortly. But, yeah, the fact that Keno got that big win over him was huge and a very, very ex- exciting and entertaining match. So um, Let's talk yeah, about the –
0: Let's talk about the one-match playoff, where, once again, never been done in NOAA before, but we're going to do it here. You had Go Shiozaki versus Manabu Soya, 22-33 running time. I thought, for all things considered, this is my match of the tournament above all others, and the great part about it is I think Manabu Soya is probably in at least two or three, of, if I had to go a top five or a top ten, Manabu Soya is going to be in there on more than one occasion. But for me, for all the chips in the middle for the B block, I thought this was the batch of the tournament. I gave it four and three quarter stars. When you have these two guys basically wrestling three matches in two nights, damn near an hour yeah. total. I thought this was an amazing display of just, just doing it in one night, the way these two matches were mm-hmm. laid out the, uh,
1: Okay, I think we're back, and uh, it wouldn't be PS wouldn't be PSP without a little technical difficulty.
0: Yeah, I was to really say never a dull moment around these parts. Um, I guess where I was going with it is uh, to me to do it all in one night to have all the chips in the middle. I thought that was the the most amazing part about both guys' performances, and like you said already, you kind of stole my thunder about Manabu Soya when I started watching Noah, he was kind of like a, a, he wasn't even kind of, he was a supporting piece. He was the, the henchman of Congo Mm -hmm. muscle of Congo. Um, If something had to be done, you know, Manabu Soya was the one that to beat somebody down, but he would take the L in some form or fashion while doing it. Now, all of a sudden it's, you could at least see him possibly taking the national title off of ho or someone else. I don't want to ruin the uh, the spoiler just yet, but uh, we'll talk about that in here in a second. Um, I can now at least see him legitimately being a national heavyweight champion. Um, when I first started, there would have been no way in hell. So you got to give the booking the credit to giving Manabu Soya this push and it's been a hard push but it's been a push to where now you I see him credibly as someone that could who, if it was Jake Lee he might not beat Jake Lee but you know you're going to get a hell of a match out of him you know that match will bang and I can easily see him defeating I shouldn't say easily but credibly seeing him defeat he uh, held out Dr. Wagner Jr. for the national title
1: yeah I mean, I think it's safe to say he has been elevated from mid-carder to upper mid-card, you know, at the least at this point. And yeah, he'd had that match with Wagner for the national title earlier this year. Great match, but he wasn't ready yet. And now he gets that win again. So he's now got a shot at that. And I totally agree. I think I would love to see that match again. And I think Soya is very, very deserving win that and but Wagner's had a hell of a run so you certainly won't be taking it from him easily but to the match yeah couldn't agree with couldn't agree with you more um hadn't really decided whether the go soya two or the final was my match of the tournament they're number one and two for me I went four and a half stars on both and yeah like you said just the scope of this one night and knowing that go and soya did it the night before and there wasn't a decisive winner it was just awesome. I mean, everything on the line here, all the stakes in the world and just these two guys just going out there and may the best man win, you know, fighting spirit, heart, everything that defines these guys was all on the line. And, you know, at the end of the day, I am Noah yet again. I can't even, there we go. Um, (laughs) he's He's back, baby. And I mean, I know, you know, we talked about Go Shiyazaki in earlier episodes and how you hadn't really seen the best of him because, you know, he had that incredible run in 2020, which I think is kind of when Just you were starting before. to come on board. Yeah. And yeah, like, that's he I was really watching. Yeah. And I think he was top three wrestler in the world during COVID. And that run he had was so good. And then obviously. Took a lot of time off, had another injury. So now he truly is back. What was it? I am Noah comeback coming soon or something. Fucking hilarious. But I think the comeback is complete. Obviously, we'll get to the final here shortly. But yeah, we are seeing. I mean, again, he's 41 now. Go, I'm saying, you know, his best days are behind him. But man, he what he did this tournament was at least you know, as good as we're going to get from him these days, I think. And I mean, he's, he's awesome. Just that true baby fate. I mean, you, I know you've only seen a handful of Kenta Kobashi matches, but you can definitely tell that that was his mentor because he's just very similar in a lot of regards. And yeah, can't say enough about Soya either, man, like just excited for what's coming from him and just so impressed with how he really took the ball and ran with it this tournament
0: somebody else I wanted to give flowers to and has a a win over he held out Dr. Wagner Jr. is one Lance Anowai I thought he was one that I wanted to keep my eye on I watched him in MLW more so once again as a supporting role to Jacob Fatu so I wasn't really too sure what we were going to get from him coming in and he was obviously one of the more impressive individuals in this tournament. What's the future with Lance Anaway? Do you want him to come back a second time? Is he going to get a national title shot against he What are your thoughts?
1: I'd be happy to see it. I mean, with Noah and the foreign talent, so to speak, I mean, it seems like it's been a lot of, like, cycle in, cycle out. I mean, Wagner's one, certainly, that's truly established himself, but you know, Stallion Rogers, you know, you've got a lot of these guys that kind of come in and out like Saxon Suxley, you know, he's kind of been a little more immersed these days. Anthony Green now kind of more, you know, full-time, but yeah, I mean, I had never really seen Lance before because I don't, I've never, I don't really watch MLW, but You know, he certainly looks the part. He's got the pedigree, the bloodline, so to speak. Right, right. Um, I wouldn't say he blew the doors off by any means, and I don't think I had, like, a four-star match for him, but I was impressed. I mean, you know, most of his matches weren't very long either, but he's certainly someone different in Noah, you know. Um, Not really many Samoans over there. And uh, But, yeah, I liked what I saw. And, sure, maybe they do he and Wagner first Wagner gets the dub and then maybe you do soya um maybe at the new year's show I think um that's definitely I don't know they probably have at least one big show this fall but I mean that's definitely a marquee matchup which you know that new year's show is always one of their biggest of the year so maybe uh maybe they'll hold off for that there but yeah I'd be down for Lance and Wagner I mean I don't think Lance would win but uh I'm here for it
0: no, I would, I would. I was just more curious to see. Would be more curious to see the the physical match itself. I would. If you put gun to my head, I would pick He-Ho to retain. Let's go on the flip side. Was there anyone that? Well, obviously the aforementioned Saxon Suxley, aka Saxon Huxley. Well, it'd
1: take me to actually watch his match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Outside of Saxon Huxley, I'm gonna at least give him the uh, the name right, uh, the proper name in this scenario. Anyone that you don't want to see come back, anyone that was underwhelming, didn't impress.
1: No, I mean honestly, the most underwhelming, at least by results, and they're fucking kicking him out for now is Inamura. <laughs> um, I mean, I know he's going to progress, I think, which is fine. But I mean, even though he didn't get a win the guy, we know what he can do. And I, as I mentioned, I think his match against Keno was one of the best of the tournament. And then on the night of the final in that six man, they really gave him a showcase there, you know, tossing everyone around. But um, beyond that, I mean, let me pull just pull up the full lineup here real quick, but off the top of my head, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, Daiki Inaba is a guy who obviously he had the injury, but I thought he was, you know, had the match against Nakajima, maybe one of my favorite matches he's ever had. So, like, I'm not going to say him. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, Thatcher is one that did not really impress me much. However, Mm -hmm. not to the point where it's like I don't want to see him anymore, but just his matches generally – Just didn't really move the needle too much for me. Not that they were bad, but because Tom on our group text said something about, oh, I hear Thatcher's doing well. I'm like, yeah, he's been fine. But like, at least in terms of like performances, like he's probably definitely the bottom third in terms of like people whose matches I was most looking forward to. But I mean, while we're on the subject, just kind of holistically, like I thought, Adam Brooks really impressed me. I mean, he only ended up with four points, but got the win over Keno in night one and just generally looked like a tough son of a bitch who I enjoyed watching. And then on the other side in B block, Yuma and Zai, similarly, Mm -hmm. probably even more impressive. I mean, that guy... Would just go out and take a fucking beating and keep getting up and keep getting up and fight and fight and he's what 23 and definitely a future star over in all Japan and it'll be interesting to see you know if he kind of you know Noah generally now is like accepting of other Japanese companies we now have Ryohei Oiwa over there who we'll get to so who knows if we'll continue to see Yuma Anzai over there or if that was just like a Hey, let's get him some reps over here for the time being. But and similar, I guess just to round it out in terms of outsiders, Yuki uh, Yushioka from Dragon Gate, mm-hmm. you know, not all of his matches hit for me, but again, generally pretty impressed with this guy and liked what I saw and finished with eight points. So, uh, but yeah, overall, you know, I said it from the get go. I thought the tournament, this injection of new blood and youth, I thought was a great, great thing you know, did I miss guys like Sugura, Masato, Tanaka, Fujita a little bit, but, uh, I think this was definitely the right call.
0: No, I, I have no problem with the, uh, yeah. especially in this scenario where it's guys I haven't seen before or guys.
1: Exactly. That- yeah. It just really opened us up to, you know, for me, like Lance on Hawaii, um, Yuma Enzai, Yoshioka, all these mm-hmm. guys it's like, okay, now I've I feel like I know a lot more about you and want to see a little more of you.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing more uh, Dragon Gate if it wasn't like 10 bucks uh, a month. <laughs> if I read that right, that's crazy. Talk to me. Um, just some quick side notes on things before we talk about the final. I know we kind of talked about, we've been talking about, um, he del Dr. Wagner Jr. He and Lance Anowai had a tag match and, Post tag match, they won the tag match. I can't even remember who it was Adam Brooks and somebody else. I didn't even write it down. Um, Post match, uh, Psycho Clown from oh, yeah. AAA came back and Forgot about that. attacked He del Dr. Wagner Jr. So I believe Psycho Clown's going to get that first shot okay. on yeah. that 9 to 24 show where. Go, and Jake, we are going to have that shot. Now, gotcha. we're talking about your your boy Saxon Suxley in that same <laughs> uh, 9-3 show where they crowned uh, Go as the champion. He, and uh, I think it was a six-man, it was GLG versus like Real. yeah. Jake Lee, um, Morris, and uh, Anthony Green. Green versus Suzuki. And the tag champs, Suxley and Thatcher, um, Anthony Green, I believed pinned Saxon Suxley. So they're going to get, they being GLG, Anthony Green and uh, Jack Morris are going to get a tag title shot out of that. I believe that's the same show as well. So see, there you go. You got a chance to get GLG some more gold. And get Saxon Suxley off the tag title. <laughs> so there you go; it's all going to work itself out.
1: There we uh,
0: go. <laughs> let's talk about the final. Yeah. Obviously, now we are down to the final two. I have missed the B block winner. I didn't even think about Goshi Ozaki. Damn, you, Azar. where were you at like a month ago when we initially had talked about this? But I did. We did get the A block winner correct in Kano. A block winner Kano, B block winner Go Shiozaki. Longest match of the tournament? Yeah, because yep. uh, there was no time limit. 32-48, yep. bell to bell. Shiozaki obviously <laughs> wins the N1, his first N1. Didn't know that until I was watching it the night of. I was like, son of a bitch. It's his first chance of winning. Oh, well, great. Now I know who's going to win. Didn't yeah. even know who going to win at that point. But yeah, like you said before, Azar opened the door and as we walked down that path, it came to fruition. Um, I gave this four and a half stars. I think this is on the list of matches of the tournament. It just, this, the moonsault is, this is the first time I've seen Shiozaki do any sort of moonsault. So mm-hmm. when he was going up to the top, I'm like, what, what <laughs> you doing up there, old man? You need to come on down, down there. Yep. And this is the first time. I'm like, fuck, this is where he's going to lose right here. Kato's going to jump all over this like I expect him to do, which he did. But Shiozaki holds him off, hits a second, well, hits the second moonsault for the win, and to it was like, to me, that was like the exclamation point. I'm back, healthy, I wouldn't be doing two moonsaults if I wasn't healthy type shit. So, yeah, it was a, a nice win for Shiozaki winning his first, but to me, other people... Obviously, this guy right here stood out more than Shiozaki, even though he did win it, won the uh, the tournament itself. Talk about the final thoughts on the final and uh, Shiozaki winning his first. I didn't, like I said, this was news to me. I just assumed, being around so long, he had gotten one underneath his belt.
1: Yeah, and like I said earlier, I didn't think about it until like after we'd already made our predictions. You know, I didn't go back and look. Oh, yeah, he hasn't won one yet. Right. So. Uh yeah, similarly four and a half. Like I said, let's call it co-match of the tournament along with Go and Soya for me. Um, just an, a classic ass fucking grinded out battle, you know. Similar to Soya and Go, that one was a little bit more fast paced, you know. Everything on the line, you know. We've already both wrestled tonight, so you know, this both guys were obviously more fresh. They took their time, but yeah. You knew it would be a lot of Go's chops and Kenno's mm. kicks, which we got plenty of both. Um, the moonsault, also an homage to Kenta Kobashi, who, you know, wouldn't bust it out all the time, but also a big motherfucking dude who would do it. And when he hit it, it meant something. Um, so, yeah, in that regard here, I, I love that that was kind of how it finished up was like he was determined, like, ah, no, I'm back. I'm going to hit this <laughs> and I'm going to fucking beat you um yeah i mean it really could have gone either way crowd was hot as shit honestly i said it earlier for kenno i think seemed like the crowd was more in favor of kenno for this match you know despite go you know really being that ultimate baby face but how can you not love kenno too and you know now that he has escaped congo which you know i feel like in noah like there's and really all of Japanese wrestling, the heel face dynamic isn't always as clear. You know, we've talked about how Okada is so good at kind of playing both sides of that based right. upon who his opponent is. And, you know, Congo at the surface was definitely more of a heel ish stable, but it's not like they were like major, major heels, but like Keno's feeling very fucking baby right now, which, you know, I think just made this match even more interesting because, you know, the crowd was loving both guys and probably would have been happy either way. But uh, go winning, it felt right. And, you know, like I said, Keno still has a potential shot against Jake Lee with that win. Uh, not getting too far ahead. I do think go will beat Jake Lee. I'm sure we're going to be talking about that here. Uh, mm. I mean, I guess we can just do it right now. Nah, um, you
0: motherfucking, you open that <laughs> box. Let's talk about it. So you you think this is where it's going to end? Jake Lee obviously losing to Keno. I think they said this was his first loss in a calendar. Well, not a calendar year.
1: Since he came to he Noah, which Noah was 1-1, and, I think.
0: And then over the course of him leaving all Japan, if you want to count those as well, that was like, I think they said it was uh, his first loss since he came to Noah, and then the matches going from all Japan you think go shiozaki finishes the story for a lack of a better term
1: i think so because you know i'm not saying this is his last hurrah but we talked about it earlier he's on the back nine you know he ain't getting any healthier he ain't getting any younger now it just feels like the time he feels healthy um you know it wouldn't shock me i'm not saying he's definitely gonna win but yeah, I think
0: you
1: know so. You're not putting a Negro Diamond stamp on this? No, I'm not Negro diamond <laughs> it. Um, but it just feels like the time. And yeah, he had that, what, the win last year. It was over Kaito when it was vacant, and then he lost it directly to Kojima. We've been through the hot potato shit from last year enough. Ping pong, bing bong, back and forth. Um, yes. I feel like he's earned the right for one last, like, big run here at the top and now just feels like the right time because if not now when when granted like I said Keno's got a shot fucking Hideki Suzuki kind of staking a claim in that six man where those two were just going at it pretty much the whole match was those two it was like
0: there was one point where the camera shot was uh, Jake and Suzuki on the outside, but then on the inside there was like action going on in the uh-huh. inside. I was like, I don't even care what's happening on the yep. inside. Stay here. So I think it's it's at least intriguing where you would like for it to have, to be with the title on the line, but for Suzuki and Jake, I don't think it has to be. It just feels like it's two horses that are just trying to stake their claim.
1: Jake Lee's definitely making enemies. <laughs> That's for
0: damn
1: sure. <laughs> um... don't doubt about that. But, yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I think Go will win. Granted, I'd say let's call it like a 67% chance in my mind. Like I don't think it's by any means a certainty, but that's definitely how I'm feeling right now. I, I take it you are not feeling that way.
0: I will, A part of me – well, you're, you kind of was talking me into it, but as – Let's just play devil's advocate, contrarian, whatever you want to call it. I think Jake R- Lee's run has been amazing. Oh, it's been it a,
1: absolutely has. It's I'm been a nice, counting that
0: stable force where, like you just said, we had Which played, we needed, yeah, where we played hot potato with the title for whatever reason, COVID, injury, or otherwise, just you know, booking purposes. I don't want to see Jake, and this is not a knock against shiozaki i thought like i said if it wasn't for manabu soya he'd probably be my mvp of the tournament i want to see jake against Keno with the title on the line yeah. i didn't know i wanted to see him versus suzuki until all of a sudden those two jokers started to, to mix it up i want to see that with the title on the line i'm not saying that it wouldn't su- i'll go this far it won't surprise me if shiozaki wins. Because I agree with everything you said up to this, up to that point. All the reasons you gave out there, totally agree. And I can see why they would pull the trigger. Noah's not scared to pull the trigger when it comes to titles. <laughs> we you know that. Know that. Okay. <laughs> now that being said, selfishly, I want to just, you know, you know squeeze this stone a little more see if we can get a little more blood out of this stone before we throw it And I wouldn't
1: be mad about that, but here's what I will say about this match You know, he defended against Nakajima, Marafuji, and Sugura. correct? All phenomenal matches The Kaito match when he won it, also excellent Um, I think this I think this is the first one where there's real doubt that he could lose, which those matches were all great Really, kind of knowing he ain't going to lose to any of these guys. The Mara Fuji yeah. one was my favorite just because that was such an incredible throwback performance. And see, seeing him go like that against Jake Lee makes me salivate and horny to see him go against <laughs> Will Ospreay. Um, Great I,
0: call. Great call. Forgot about I that. I think
1: the there's a lot of doubt going into this match, and I think it will make it the best match of his reign, win or lose. And I ain't going to be mad either way. But, yeah, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to pick uh, Goshi Ozaki because I don't know. We may or may not record before that point. I mean, we've kind of been like last few, it's been every three weeks or so. So I'm going to say go Shiazaki over Jake Lee, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a banger for sure. I
0: will take uh, Jake just for contrarian purposes. Um, I like the fact that it's, it's in doubt, you know, I don't, the predictable... predictable isn't always bad, like Bill says. In this scenario, the the matches that you mentioned beforehand, um, I all think that you know Jake Wee was going to win, but they were still good enough to where
1: there was Jake doubt Wee. created in the match, you right. know. Yeah, like which there, there were times be. where it felt, oh man, he could have lost there, yeah. but like at the end of the day, you know Jake was gonna come out on top. But yeah, right. this it, it's truly 50 50 coming in, I think, even though I said 67 no, go, that, but like I truly think it is a, a coin flip here.
0: I would, it's at least a coin flip. Um, if and not, I can't it,
1: fucking wait, I no, think it, I think it should, it'll, it'll probably be long. You know, a lot of his matches have been long, but we know go can author a hell of a fucking epic match for sure. So, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait.
0: So you, you did mention it, but I want let's talk about that uh Will Osprey match real quick before oh, we kind of squ- squiggle on waves to uh your throw down the stardom.
1: Um, what? Well, and I do before we move, I do want to touch on a couple other things from okay. the final night before we move on as well. But yeah,
0: talk, okay. Well, then talk about your thoughts on uh ospreay Osprey. Obviously, Will Osprey uh, love Marifuji, One of the reasons why Will is into this match. I didn't never really thought about it until I watched Marufuji in the way he and Osprey move similarly. More oh. I should say, more Osprey moves like uh, Marufuji. Not necessarily, you know, like a five-six kick punch combo like you would see on a video game. But the heel kick, you could—that's totally fucking Marufuji to a fucking oh, yeah. T. Every time I see it, massive
1: influence on him. Is that...
0: We talked about Will Ospreay being Wrestler of the Year, or at least on the short list. Obviously, he's added Chris Jericho to the list of guys that he's routed off on 2023. Marifuji's up next. I'm sure he'll have a couple other matches before the year.
1: Uh, Yoda Suji? The- <laughs> greatest wrestler on Walking God's Earth?
0: 924, <laughs> we'll talk about it in the New Japan segment. Like that,
1: about- I'm, we're going to get there, but that is a come-worthy match, baby.
0: <laughs> Talk about the, the, the Fuji match before you bust it up.
1: <laughs> Equally come-worthy. Um, <laughs> but I think I said this when we were together in person and we watched that amazing Marafuji-Kenta match from, I can't remember, 2006 or whatever year it was. Mm. Like, And I did not come up with this take, and I don't remember where I got it, but that Kenta and Marafuji are... Not the sole, but definitely two of the biggest influences on what we could call this modern wrestling style. The Osprey, the Kenny Omega, the Takesh does this fast-paced, strike-based, high-flying, kind of all-encompassed into one. These are, and especially Marafuji, because he was definitely a little more the high-flyer. Kentum or the striker, even though they both did both so well. So, you, yeah, you best believe I'm horny as shit for this. Fuck! And that Jake Lee match proved that he can still go. Like, Mara Fuji has taken some... He hasn't had as heavy of a schedule of late. Let's put it that way. He's not been in, I believe, the last two N1s. Um, yeah, you know, he not hasn't really one. had a ton of major matches in Noah. Right. He's been in a lot of multi-mans. Um, you know, the Jake Lee match notwithstanding. I think he's maybe even been fucking around in Dragon Gate a little bit, but... He should be fresh and, you know, he's like only like 42 early forties, but you know, like a lot of those guys got a hell of a lot of mileage on him, but I think he's going to be fresh. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. what else, what else is there to say? I mean, I think Osprey is obviously going to win, um, but yeah, it's gonna be fucking tight. I believe Osprey's actually. I don't know for sure if this is his Noah debut. He may have been there like in the earlier part of his career. I'm not sure. But regardless, marquee match. Can't fucking wait.
0: I think Jeff, that probably should be the main event. I would assume on uh, a oh, night we're gonna honor I would assume he and uh, Osprey oh, close yeah. to the show. What uh, What are your thoughts – What are the thoughts you were going to talk about on the uh, the final night on uh, that nine three show?
1: I just wanted to just a few notes here. Um, I kind of talked about it a little bit, but that six man with Marafuji, Sugura, and Kitamiya against the three youngsters Inamura, Yoshioka, Yuma, and Zai, but specifically Inamura. Mm. That match was designed to make him look great and look like a beast on his way out, I guess. I mean, I don't know too much about this excursion he's going on. I know. They said he was going to England. Sounds like progress, but like.
0: Which I, I like progress. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Never. No problem with it. I was just honestly surprised. Yeah. That this is the way that they were going. It, it threw me for a loop. It's. Let's not misunderstand. Inamuro was not going to win the N one. The surprise to me is that he didn't get
1: Good a said. single point. And, and wasn't now- even in it the year before because he was in like the N1 tournament. Just booking with this guy befuddles me because we've seen how great he can be. Um, the the U.S. title match or the national title match with Wagner at the end of last year, which I believe was one of the first or like second NOAA show that had a crowd, and they went fucking bonkers for that match. Inamur vs Keno in the N1. I just mentioned it. I'm sure there's a number of other matches that I can't remember, but like the guy's got, him. I don't think he really needs to figure out out anything else. Why do they, why are they holding him down from a booking perspective? I mean, it feels like this has been three years of this shit, or I guess two. real. I feel like he, for me, his breakout was the one, one show of last year where like he and Kenta, I think we're in a tag match opposing each other. It was like Sounds Kenta's right. comeback and Kenta really put him over. Yep. What are we doing? I mean, zero points with guy with outsiders getting eight points. Right.
0: Right. That that to me was the real trippy part. I mean, Yuma Enzai was the guy. If, he if, got if you four went, points. Right. I was going to say if there was anybody that I thought would be scoreless he yeah would be the guy that would lead the list just because he's like you said he's an outsider super young he's here for the refs more than anything else when as the tournament started to go along and i'm watching you know inamuro still not have any points i'm kind of like you at this point i don't personally understand what what they're not seeing that i'm seeing
1: yeah. because
0: i think he you could easily make him a national champion in 6 months easily yeah. If you just, I believe he's right. been
1: a tag champ, right? I mean, which least, the tag yeah, belts... Yeah,
0: him and uh, Masa Kitamil were tag yeah. champs, but I mean, you saw how fa- fast that was. So, I mean, it, it's one yep. of those things where, was he a tag champ? Yeah, he was, but then they lost it real quick. I think they lost it to uh Thatcher and uh your boy, Saxon Sutherland. So, in that <laughs> scenario, it's like, okay, so now what? Because if you don't want to make him a mid-card champion, then like the next, you know, Progression or an easy step is to make him a tag champion. You got Masi, uh next to him. It's perfect. They had some beat, but put these guys next to each other. It should be a really formidable tag team. And they were for a hot second. And the next thing you know, you look up, they lost the titles. I, I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed that this is like the aforementioned Yoda Suji. He goes over to England, whether it's progress or otherwise, just tears it up and comes back and
1: it just just feels like it's a year too late like this should have happened last year at this time like put him in the n1 last year give him zero points and then have him like it just feels like it's a wasted year it kind of was
0: last year the year that he lost in that one match playoff to um
1: to like get in the tournament yeah yeah i think so So he was in the that i said n1 wrestle one which is a company like Masato Tanaka and Sugiro both dabbled in. Like he was in their tournament last year instead of the N1. But like you said, we've seen it. We know what he can do. We know how good he can be. But the booking has just held him back. So we shall see. But similarly, not similarly, but additionally – The semi-main, which was Kaito and Ryohei Oiwa over Zack Sabre Jr. and Ogawa, went 25 minutes, which I felt was a little too long. Yes. But I thought it still was an awesome match and won, like, fucking Ryohei Oiwa, baby. He was cooking. The crowd was fucking loving him.
0: He went out and got some uh, some of that beef on there. God uh, damn. He came. I was like, what
1: the fuck is is this? (laughs) His fresh, sexy pants, uh, but I was just—the sh- crowd loved him. Like and it's it like were,
0: they were really surprisingly high for him, which I—I would assume that. This and I was loved
1: his- it. I was very happy to see it.
0: This was one of his first matches, if not his debut match, correct? Hmm. I would have never guessed in a million years that no. the Noah fans would have been that high for him. I just assumed it had been, you know, more so for Kaito had just been done with it, but his hot tag. I feel like he was
1: getting the biggest reactions of everyone, Zach included.
0: When he came in for that second hot tag and they blew up again, I'm like, wow. And like
1: multiple pin breakups he made.
0: Commentary made a really good point where I don't know if this is foreshadowing or not, but it's kind of like when, you know, where Jay Uso goes over to Ron is, and Adam Pierce is like, you know, you're going to, you know, there's going to be some people that are not going to be so happy about this. Commentary kind of made that same point where it's like, you know, yeah. Rio Ola came, has come over and now, you know, there might not be some people that you may be you know, taking their spot, champion.
1: motherfucker.
0: Right, exactly. So that's where I'm like, okay, so who's going to be the first guy that catches on slipping by himself? Because at some point he's going to have a singles match. And I would that's where I want to see what happens next. Who's his first big fugues going to be? Because I think that will be interesting to see from that perspective because none of us have All Japan, so we're, we can't watch uh, Yuma Anzai on a regular, but we can watch um, Onwa on a regular and anybody from New Japan. So in that scenario, I'm really curious to see
1: who's well, up for What's going to be interesting, and this goes back to the conversation we've had, and I think we talked a little bit on air about Yuya Yu Uemura in Impact and how it's not necessarily beneficial for these companies to be booking these guys strongly who aren't their contracted talent. Right. So Oiwa comes in in his debut gets electric reactions, but this is a New Japan guy. So it's like, how far are they even going to let him go? Right. But man, what a fucking start. And like, it was so cool seeing Zach. I mean, he looked like the fucking man. Like, even though they lost, like he was the dominant force in that match. And frankly, I, Kaito, I'm not, you know, I've completely turned a corner on Kaito. I'm I'm here for it. But he was third fucking fiddle in this match. Truly. Truly. By no, far,
0: no question. I thought only. I agree with you. Only we'll Which good for
1: game. him for kind of letting OIWA shine. But I
0: was gonna say we'll get back to you in a second. I think Keno's gonna have some words for you here in a little bit because that that's kind of really the reason I w- I was
1: I waiting would, for him to come. back. I wouldn't mind seeing old Gabe Kid maybe uh, come over as well because uh, we know they've got some fucking sizzling beef. You man, (laughs) side note, I saw he is uh Kaito was just announced for the pro wrestling revolver show in Dayton, Ohio on October (laughs) 8th. And I'll be living back in the Cincy area again, so less than an hour away. So there's at least a chance I may consider that. But I thought that was very interesting. So, yeah, I guess Kaito's gonna do some sort of American tour this fall.
0: No, that's good. I just wanted to say. Any eyes on Noah that that aren't on Noah should be on Noah because I think arguably it's the third best uh,
1: well, Japanese here, promotion. Real quick, because I don't think we've talked about this, and I don't think we touched on it post-G1, and now Ka- Kaito coming to the States kind of makes me think about it more. Him being in the G1, him now coming to the States, really kind of bolstering his just profile in general and his star power. Mm-hmm. Do we see him signing with New Japan here in the very near future? Wow. Um, It it was a big topic or had been a big topic on the Super J cast, which is my favorite, you know, New Japan podcast, other than this one, of course, but um, like they were talking heavily about it and just, you know, obviously if he had maybe made a run to the playoffs, maybe that would have been a little bit more indicative, but they booked him very strongly out of the gate. It's a it's something to talk about. I mean, especially because he's like Noah's one young established talent.
0: That I don't I don't like to use the word golden boy, but in this scenario, I think it would definitely apply. Um, I think I'll ask I'll answer a question with a question. Do you think New Japan loses Will Osprey? Oh God!
1: I know I didn't because I think that that.
0: If they, I'll
1: go, no, but you're right, lose Will
0: Ospreay. That's a domino effect because then they'll look around to try to fill that void with someone, yeah. that's in his age bracket that can do some of the things that he can do that's over with the fans, things along those lines. If New Japan loses Will Ospreay, then Kiomi is back in play. <sighs>
1: I I want, selfishly, I don't want Will Ospreay to go, but... Neither do I. Yes, I do think he's going to leave. I agree totally. I wish it would be one more year, because I think there's just so much more that he could... He never truly had that World Heavyweight title run. Right. He had to vacate it, never got it back, never won the G1. It would just feel so hollow. If he left at this point, and you know, I know he's been on the record saying I'd never want to live in America, but man, you got it. the checkbook talks at the end of the day, and of we course. know how much more money. I mean, we saw Aussie Open already, and even though they're fucking comedy jobbers at this point, unfortunately, I just don't, and I don't think, and one, I don't think Aussie Open's dead, but no, 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 no. nor it's just, it's I don't think. Osprey would be like pushed to the back by any means because no. he's Will Osprey, but I just I don't want to see it, and uh, I don't even want to think about it. But yeah, <laughs> but yes, I do think he's leaving. What in February or whatever? Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's a great point. That and I don't know what Kaito's contract situation is, but yeah, could be someone to just kind of slide right in there into the top of the card. But
0: and you would already have built in. Feuds with game of people <laughs> um, being the at the top of the list. So in that scenario, I'll answer the question with that question. If if you see Will Osprey leaves, then at that point, it's it wouldn't be a a huge need because I really think that they have a lot of young talent, especially with the Three Musketeers that could kind of spearhead the charge going forward. But losing to Will Osprey would hurt. Getting Kaito Kiyomiya to replace Will Osprey would uh, soften that blow a little bit. Yeah. So and
1: then, real quick, one last thing I want to touch on is the four-way survival match: Dragon Bane defeating Alejandro, Alpha Wolf, and Ninja Mac. Just the double team shit that the brothers, Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf, did was out of this fucking world. Um, <laughs> like a lot of times when Noah has these like luchador scramble type matches. They're kind of hit or miss. Right. I think I i would say I went three, seven, five on this, but like this one hit for me. And yeah, just it was, a it was few really of those spots that they did. Like, I mean, it's really one of them. I can't remember which one chucking the other one around to like heights that I've never seen before. I'm
0: like, Oh my God. <laughs> what is he
1: doing? <laughs> is he, yeah. is he,
0: he was so high and so far. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, uh, please, gotta catch this boy. He's in a fight. Awesome. Okay, and then was- to
1: see those two come out and challenge for the junior tag titles, sign me the fuck up.
0: Hold that thought. Unfortunately, Chris Ridgway has to go back to England and it, they have dropped the junior tag oh. titles. Um, I can't remember who's going to replace Ridgway and Daga, but it will be Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf. I just can't okay. remember who is replacing it, so, but don't so get they me wrong. Vacated,
1: it, they vacated. They vacated them then? The, okay. Yeah.
0: I think it's for personal slash health reasons, is uh what I saw on Twitter for the reason why Chris Ridgway won't be able to well, defend that's the title.
1: Too because I feel like Ridgeway's a guy that you know haven't seen a lot of, but the more and more I've seen him, the more and more impressed I've been. And ever since they kind of figured out all this dumb stinger bullshit that had kind of dominated the whole year, what the fuck are they doing? Ridgeway and Daga kind of all right, they seem like a nice unit that I've enjoyed, so that's kind of a bummer, but. I'm still pumped to see old Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane do whatever the fuck it is they're doing. yeah that was, that was It was just saying. enthralling. Like, whoa! I've watched a lot of wrestling in my life and I've never seen that!
0: No, that, that, that them boys is in flight. I, I love the fact that the literally. Drew Division is always something, yeah, literally. It's always a, some match I'm always looking forward to, even when it's like, you know, Hiatus versus fill in the blank. I'll look forward to that because somebody's going to end in the up in the front row at some point.
1: Hiatus stinks.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, I, I still like Hiatus, but that's just me. I, I like a lot of people that most people don't, so that that's just my. Uh, and you know what there.
1: else? You know what else stinks? Oh shit! Wonder Ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but that felt like a fucking perfect nice. segue right No, there.
0: because you, you you called it mid this afternoon on our, text, on our text thread. And, and I again, I'm
1: still a little bit facetious here, but it Not still ain't really. what it is. It still ain't what it was.
0: So, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm at work, we, we, we're texting about, you know, are we still good for today, yada, yada, yada. And you, you are t- like, what we're going to talk about, you know, Noah stardom, and you called it mid-stardom. And now I'm reading the text and I'm like, wow, is it mid? And I had to really stop to think about it. Am I, am I feeling like it's mid too? So I once again, I'll allow you to start. You have the four. I have my own reasons why I think it's quote unquote mid, but the four is yours. Proceed to shit on my second favorite promotion in the world.
1: So in a vacuum, no, stardom is not mid. But compared to how great it was the last two years, fuck yeah, it's mid. And it's not even close to that in my eyes right now. And granted, I do think part of it is I was, was, am, will continue to be behind on the five star just due to life and so much fucking wrestling and it being no commentary often. And one thing I didn't mention is, like, you can't Chromecast it. So that's, like, another small barrier to entry is I have to, like, plug in an HDMI in my computer. And, the way the, sh- and the way the shows are online, it's one match every time. So that right. means I have to get up out of my ass and change the match every time. So just logistically, that's one thing. Um but am I still enjoying it? Yeah, duh. And I mean, I, as I told you before, like there's multiple nights of this tournament I've skipped, haven't watched. But I did just watch all of the nine three show, and you know what? I came out feeling underwhelmed. Mm. I I thought it was a pretty mid show. Um, two matches. You're talking the
0: the up to bottom uh, the show itself, or are you just talking about the uh, the five star matches? No, itself? Uh,
1: the whole the whole show. Um, and man, I feel like the last two years, like anytime they had one of these like pay-per-view type shows, they always knocked it out of the park. And ever since old Tam Nakano became champion, uh, I don't think they've knocked it out of the park once other than that night, that uh, stardom queen, all-star queendom, you which know was one of the best shows of the year, period. But man, like even the the main event who had Julia, my girl, my favorite women's wrestler flat as hell. Uh, And someone, Risa Sarah, who I'm excited to see because I haven't seen her in a minute, but it was just off. You know, I didn't think it was a bad match by any means, but just, you know, some couple like botchy things here or there. Knowing Julia was going to win, just didn't feel drama, wasn't into it. (sighs) I Just, did I enjoy the show? Sure, enough, but... uh, Mm -mm.
0: that, that, that was not a ring endorsement.
1: <laughs> I mean, here, let me let me pull it. Like I thought the Shuri and Mayu match was the match of the night by far. Four and a quarter for me on that one. Where is it? Nine three here. And then I would go four on the tag title match. And then nothing else above nothing else at the four-star level for me. Um Mirai and like both I Mirai and Konami was good, not great. Three and a half, maybe. But like no drama anywhere here other than the tag match, which felt like a very rushed ending to me. It's like once they got it going, it's just like, oh, that's it. And that's kind of how Mirai Konami felt to me. Uh like I said, Sh- Shuri Mayu by far match the night. Only 12 and a half minutes, but they fucking went at it. Um Tam Starlight Kid, man, eight and a half minutes. Tell me, Tam Nakano feels like your champion? Um Yeah, I don't. Really, I got nothing else to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you have to go work here. That's okay. We're gonna work this thing on
1: out. <laughs> um it's not a bad. It wasn't a bad show, but I just I was expecting so much more. So
0: out. much more. No, I. I th- and just for this show and, and the, for those who aren't uh, sure which show we're talking about, we're talking about the five star special in Hiroshima uh, on the 9-3 uh, day, Which it
1: had commentary because they'll have these fa- just like that stardom by stardom on 8-12 or 13, which is the last like yeah. big one we reviewed that had commentary but like by and large, all these matches or all these shows are without it. So again, this one bigger show, commentary, full production, just fucking fell flat for me, man.
0: I a lot of the reason why I can agree with you is because it felt like a lot of the the matches were pretty much predictable. So at that mm-hmm. point, for me, you have to do you have to deliver within the match itself,
1: like we were saying with match. Jake Lee previously. It's okay. like those were predictable but the matches themselves told such great storyline that doubt was built within the match. This had none of that.
0: No, the, the tag
1: um, title match, may, in maybe, in terms of the title matches, maybe. But, again, like, never did I feel like they were going to lose, and it just kind of, like, stopped before it really got into second gear.
0: 1343, um second longest match of the night, which I mean, is kind of They, they went hard. No, they sure. did. But, did, and, and, I'm and glad, you know I, I love how much fucking uh, love Suzu. Um, I was gonna go May Sarah. I, I, I'm yeah. waiting patiently now that we're, ultimately we're gonna get it because after this match, uh, Saki comes out to finally accept May Sarah's challenge after she loses, which is classic Saki. I love that shit. But <laughs> um, that's a match I'm looking forward to. But the, the real, the, the one match that I was like, you know this is why I want to watch this, and I didn't buy it, obviously, Um, was the main event. And the main event was kind of like good, not great. I was waiting for it, like you said, to kick into another gear. It went outside early. I was like, okay, here we go. This is just going to be another classic Julia. We're going to fight until nobody can fight anymore. It didn't even go 20 minutes. And I was like, wait, what the fuck is this? That's the... Yep. If there's anything about this show, the five-star matches aren't going to go 20 minutes. Obviously, you got a 15-minute time limit. Okay, fair enough. But the three big matches, the tag match, the white belt, red belt, I expected 15-plus minutes on all three, and only one of them was a 15-plus minutes, and that was the main event. It didn't go too much further than that. So in that scenario, I will agree it does feel – very mid, especially for a card that they're asking you to pay for. It's like, well, you you paid for all in, now you gotta pay for all out. How much is it? It's both 50 bucks. Well, damn! It's a week apart. So, in that scenario, I get it. I'm not mad at anybody for it. I just thought the matches themselves, like you said, just take the matches. I thought they were good, just not enough to elevate the entire card shiri Mayu, I thought, was probably one of the better matches of the night just because it was name value first coming in, and then they came in and they delivered. And just banged. Yeah, that yeah. was, what, 1230. So, I mean, it Shiri's
1: basically... series had a fucking hell of a tournament. I mean, pre, <laughs> duh. But, like, she is just every time out there, it's like, I'm the bad bitch.
0: It's, come get some if you want some. I'm interested to see that you, you F... Or let's try this again. UWF match between her and Mina Shirakawa. That oh, yeah. was a spinoff from this nine-three uh, show, where they had, they're going to make that match coming up here in a little bit. Azumi and Utami challenging uh, Nospoi and. Sorry, Anu for The Goddesses of Stardom Childs. So, I mean, we have some intrigue there. And then,
1: we did have... And I watched um, on Watch Wrestling, so I didn't have subtitles, but Suzu came out after the main event with Julia. Did that... Do you know what that was about? I don't. Because, God damn, I wouldn't mind seeing that again, but... Too bad it's not for the rad bout, but... That meaningless red belt. It's not. It, it means less than this red belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, I was All, right, man. Be- All right, Christian, calm down.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this just happened to be sitting here. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, I'm sure it was just happened to be sitting there. I- I'll say this in, if I can defend Tam. I'll try to do so in this sense. I don't think it's all her fault. It's the booking of... For sure. Her title run has been... I'll I'll go with lackluster to say but the least. But she
1: ain't doing herself any favors, period. Like, I've said it last... She just doesn't feel like the top of the heap by any means.
0: I, I can't say I totally disagree. Utami, Shuri, Julia... All three that feel like should be
1: even Mayu.
0: I I can go. I can agree with that. Four women that could easily be red belt champion right now. Tam feels more like white belt champion to me. If she was red belt champion like she is now, I just wish they wouldn't.
1: You, you they pulled the you, trigger too the early. Roman
0: champion. That's the that's one of my yeah. biggest problems with this. Yeah. One. Making her double champion. If you're gonna do that, do that way down the line. You know, have her knock down like eight or nine title defenses, and then come around and build Shirakawa up, build Tam up. Now you got like you know these two titans have been running roughshod over the two you know their two divisions or whatever the case may be, and then do it at the end of the year for their last show. Do it like that. They, I just think part of the problem is they they pulled that trigger too early, and then they actually did it.
1: I don't need to say any more on any of this shit. <laughs> I feel like I, I've ar- I feel like I've already said it all in the previous two or three episodes. <laughs> so. you, 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 did,
0: you did take a nice little dump on these jokers. Uh, let's jump to the actual five star itself. Um, let's talk about a couple of shows that I know you watched. The eight fifteen show, entirely correct. That was uh, five matches with Soriano and Momo um, Mina. And uh our girl Mariah May, Shiri versus Suzuki. Yes,
1: I did watch uh, all of those tournament matches. Yes.
0: Okay, I was going to say, and it was this, a,
1: this was a good one.
0: This to me is the quality of matches that we haven't seen on a regular basis through the five star, and I think more so of a reason why we're we're calling it. And when I say we. I mean, you are going it, <laughs> it where you've had some good matches, you've had some good moments, but you haven't had a night where it's like, oh man, you know, this match, you know, this match is coming up. This should be a good match. Oh, this match should be a good match. You know, whatever the case may be. This 8:15 show I thought was really good, even though I thought Soriano losing to Momo was a little bit of a, a little much for my taste. But I've been asking for Momo to get a push, so. I guess I can't be complaining yeah. about both things at once. It's just kind of like, damn, why you got to, you know, take the win over uh, Soriano. Mariah May gets a big win over uh, Mina Shirakawa. I totally thought Shirakawa would win this because obviously this is the battle of Club Venus girls. Mariah ooh, May, ooh, ooh. another one I think on the way to AEW gets a big win there. Shuri defeats Suzuki. I'm at the point now where I'm just like, can we just put out what AEW? the fuck? Well, I mean, it was Shuri, so we, you know, let's get let's not get too mad, but we really haven't seen a lot of Hazuki at all. She's got like four points, and two of the points is from uh, Saya Saya Kamatini, who's not even in the tournament.
1: It's the opposite of last year, starting oh. out with nothing. So I'm still holding out a minuscule amount of hope that maybe, maybe my finals prediction will stand, but I know it won't.
0: I was way to say
1: I'm fucking pissed off about it.
0: Let's, well, let's talk about uh, really the the story of the A block or red block in this case. I'm getting my blocks confused these damn tournaments. Red block is really down to two women where you have Natsui at nine points but then the leader in the red block is Nakatsu at 12 points. Interesting run where she did make a point where she had beaten the leaders of stars in with Tommy, she beat um, Jesus Christ, um, Tommy, and she's beaten um, Mina, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, in a scenario where...
1: I have no idea.
0: No, I'm just... <laughs> beat Tam. I'm sorry, she beat Tam. That's your... Um, that's the third one that she beat. Mayu Tam, and... Shiri basically all in a row, all leaders of uh their own units. She's knocked them all off in this run, and basically sounds like she's gunning for um Mayu's IWGP title when it's all said and done. Is that a move that you're okay with? Usually we just have the one title that people are gunning for after the five stars, the red belt. Doesn't sound like Nakatsu wants the red belt. She wants Mayu in the IWGP title. Are you okay with that?
1: Sure. Too many fucking belts at this point. This is beyond stardom. This is just... Really, New Japan has too many belts. AEW has too many belts. These belts don't mean shit anymore. Um, that's a whole complaint about wrestling in general, though. Um, but, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. But also... Here's another big complaint about this tournament. And, yes, part of it is my watching has been very inconsistent. But because it's so spread out, because the schedule is so fucked up, like, like we talked about before, like last year's G1, where it's like you'll have someone wrestle on three straight shows and mm-hmm. someone else you won't see for three shows. So it really makes it hard to follow. Like, I would have had no idea Nats- Natsuka was at 12 points. No fucking idea. Granted, I haven't watched. I've skipped some of her matches as well, but I just pulled up the standings. I'm looking at this. Like, I feel like there's enough to go where she's not just going to, like, walk to the final. I don't know. And with all the other names in that block, it just feels hard for me to believe that Natsuko and Natsboy are going to be the top two. You know, granted, they have been wanting to push Natsuko for sure, and they have been. But again, I think that's a crux of this whole tournament is it just it's so jumbled and it's hard to follow and I'm just not really into it because of all these factors I've mentioned, but I'm happy to see her doing well and getting that push and sure a match against Mayu would be cool, but if you don't want don't the red belt then what's the yeah, and what's what's the point of this shit? If you don't want the top top title. So, I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> So
0: you don't want her to win the the red book bu- or uh, the red block, I guess, better choice words. No. So look, if she comes out of the ashes like the Phoenix on this shit, that would be the most incredible thing in the fucking planet. I, I might actually go out and get a tattoo and get her name tattooed on my arm or something. I mean that that should be incredible. So, Shuri at seven points, Mayu at seven so points. I obviously. just looked. Go ahead.
1: So it looks looks like Natsuko only has one more match and other people have like three, which again is so fucked up. I don't know. I, I, can't, I just don't like I it. I
0: can't disagree with that too much. I was looking at it too, where I saw on the blue block side, Utami is taking the lead now with eight points. And I was like, well, shit, you know, I was kind of mad because, you know, that's going against my pick of Micah. But I was like, wait a minute let me count the matches i was like okay well she, mike has yeah. got like two or three matches in hand and she's got the obviously head to head tie break. So i was like okay you know no need to start panicking just yet you know there's time so in that scenario i do agree with what you're saying on that but this has been the way they've done the five star for at least the last two years
1: yeah
0: and i think year just def- year,
1: my before my level of engagement in stardom period being what it is is making my level of engagement in this tournament that much less, less but yeah less. i mean i know that's how it was done i was just that much more into it last year i guess so
0: completely fair let's jump over to the 26 where we did have one of the highlighted matches at well, least one real matches.
1: quick real quick i do just so that night um i basically had th- Two at four stars, Siri and Izuki, Azumi and Utami, Mayu and Tam draw at four and a quarter. And then I had the other two at 375. But I do real quick, since this was Mariah May versus Mina. And last year, I think Mina was the real like breakout star. I think mm-hmm. this year it's Mariah May. Looks aside, she's been turning in the performances, getting the crowd on her side. A lot like Mina did last year, where she's a lot more than a beautiful face. She's a fucking ass kicker, too. And I've just, that's one thing I've been really happy to see. But I do also agree she will be heading to AEW at some point sooner than later. But regardless, it's been nice to see her growth in this tournament as well.
0: No doubt. I was going to say, if, there's, if you don't take away the big names, Mariah May has been the one breakout superstar of this tournament. Great match against Julia. Great match against Utami. Um, Lost the Julia match. uh, Lost the Utami match. But it's still coming out with just performances where you can see why Tony Khan and others would be interested, should be interested if they're not already in Mariah May. I think part of her growth is just her immersing yourself in the Japanese culture, learning a language and just being a part of a club Venus faction that just seems ultimately just fun, not funny, fun, bubbly, like Cosmic Angels is bubbly funny. It's not like that. It's like the next tier down, you know, they kick a little ass, but they do have their fun as well. So in that scenario, yeah, Mariah May, I would say is, is the one that really stands out amongst all others a lot of the, these other women in some form or fashion have gotten some sort of push with one fashion or another mariah may hasn't had that she's come in and really at least on this especially on this back half starting on this 8 15 show she's had some really good matches on the back half of this mm-hmm. tournament so someone to watch out for knock on wood you know hopefully she stays but if she does leave Tony Khan, you better not fuck her up. That's all I ask. <laughs> um, eight twenty-six. Let's jump over there because I know you didn't watch eight twenty. Nothing really to talk about there. Huzuki gets a win over Ami Serae, and Nakatsu defeats uh, Mayu Iotami. Fuck Rifa Nakatsu. Kazuki better beat Ami Serae. God bless you for it. 826, Nakatsu again beats uh, Tam Nakano. Fuckery there. Um, the two matches I really wanted to focus on was Mirai versus Julia and then Micah versus Utami in one of the matches that I personally circled because it has the two people that I think are arguably the favorites to win the B-Block, at least with a lot of what I've read, a lot of what I've listened to. Obviously, I got Micah winning the B-Block Brett has Tommy winning the whole goddamn thing in this scenario. uh, I thought this was the match that was something to look forward to because not only does it have block implications, it's just a match that you just don't usually get a chance to see. But now in this tournament, they've got a,
1: a deep history. They've got a deep history with each other as well. So.
0: And it was good to see this one play itself out. 1350, the running time. Micah defeats Utami. I gave this four and a quarter stars. The match before that, Mirai defeats Julia. A, I'm going to say it was what I saw. it. I was like, you know, what the fuck? I felt I'll use the word upset because that yeah. was my knee jerk reaction. Because initially I was like, oh, what the fuck just happened? Mirai upsets Julia in 12-17. I gave that four and a quarter stars. Talk about either or match you want to talk about.
1: Yeah, I was four stars on both. Both very solid. Definitely an upset for Mirai, but not shocking. I mean, she's the white belt champ. Obviously, former Donna Del Mondo briefly. But, uh, yeah, she took – I mean, that was just a fight. You know, it took a few minutes, but – at the end, Mirai hammering those lines, big moves down the stretch was like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, Micah, you again, like, you know, I feel like this was going to be a four-star floor and that's what I had it at, but it definitely delivered. And yeah, Micah getting the win, you know, could certainly prove big, you know, down the stretch potentially, but with the draw, I know she's at five right now and you at eight. So unless Utami has a draw at some point, which is certainly possible. You know, that may not come into play, but definitely a big win for sure. But, yeah, good stuff here with both of these.
0: Um, 827, I know you didn't watch this, but just for the record, winners, uh, Soriano, uh, Mariah May, Ami Saray, and Nakatsu once again beating That feels like I'm just a broken record With saying that Nakatsu Is just winning matches But like you said she has one match left So plenty of time for the rest of the Red block to catch up with her Uh, 9-2 That's the um, Hiroma show we already kind of talked About that and then the most Recent show that just came out The 9-3 show um, Utami beats Momo uh, Tam beats Starlight Kid and Shuri beats uh, Mayu in 12 minutes and 30 seconds. I want to jump back to Starlight and Tam Nakano for 30 seconds. I know I'm not shocked by any stretch that Tam wins. I mean, you know, she's the Red Belt champion as much as uh, you wanted to disparage her Red Belt title reign, which I'm not exactly uh disagreeing with that. <laughs> I will say that uh it has been a little uh, lackluster to say the least. To me, the the bigger story with this is more Starlight Kid than anything else. A year ago, it felt like Starlight Kid was at least on the way to the white belt. And if you'd have told me a year ago at that time she'd have won it, I wouldn't have been surprised. It, it, It just felt like her momentum, her character, the heel run that she was having was all pointing Upwards, not necessarily by skipping past the high speed title. I just felt like at that point she had outgrown it. Now it feels like she's kind of regressed back to where she more. was pre uh pre uh Odeo tie heel turn. Is this a booking issue with Starlight Kid? I mean, clearly she's not hurt. I'm not. I'm not saying that her matches are you know five star matches for a lack of a better term, but good enough to where I think that it doesn't feel like there's anything in the ring that I'm seeing that's different is booking the issue.
1: I think that's a big part of it, but I, you know, I wouldn't say she's lit the world on fire at all in this tournament. You know, I'm not going to go through them all, but I can't pinpoint any matches right off the top of my head. I'm like, Oh, that was it. So Granted, I feel like it's been a lot of short matches for her under 10 minutes as well, like this one. And I I totally agree and was thinking the same thing when watching this match particularly is, damn, she's really kind of fallen far. Um, You know, she's had the two incredible matches with Azumi, the one last year that was a match of the year candidate and the one earlier this year that was a little step down, but still amazing. It's like we know how great she can be and she's had that character dialed in. But yeah, like the last several months, she's definitely getting lost in the shuffle. That's for sure. So, yeah, it's no, just another it. uh, yeah, another thing I'm not uh, thrilled about here.
0: The new blood tag tiles aren't necessarily uh, doing it for me there. All right, so obviously caught up on Stardom. Are you changing your picks at all? You gonna stick to your guns?
1: I mean, I'm sticking. I'll stick with you, Tommy, to win it all. I mean, obviously, I really don't think Hazuki's making the final, but I'll uh, I'll just stick with my Tommy pick. Yeah.
0: All right, fair enough. Let's jump over to New Japan. Um, obviously, we talked a little bit about New Japan, sprinkled throughout the show, but let's do a little focus more so on New Japan. The Destruction Tour starts actually this morning. It feels like it's been forever since New Japan has been around. really has. Uh, G1 was a lot. It, I think I still have a little G1 fatigue from time to time where <laughs> it feels like, you know, matches and tournaments are like, is that the right? Am I thinking the right match? Is that the right
1: so match? So much shit going on
0: yeah especially when you, you know a block b block red block blue block you know it's it's you know even when i was trying to keep the five star right and it's red block blue block i still wanted to call it the a and the b block neither here nor there um matches that are com- coming up let's start with the, the simple matches first this morning i believe it's the main event you will have the young lion bolton Oleg versus zach saber jr um no, don't know too much about Bolt Novik outside of the fact that he, obviously a young lion. I believe his major background is he's a wrestler, a, like a legitimate Roman record, Roman Roman record. Let's try this again. Greco Roman Roman wrestler. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that was his, is I guess his foundation for coming into New Japan, and obviously Zach Saber Jr. One of the best in the business, the submission master himself. It should be interesting for the 15-minute time limit. I'm not saying it's going 15 minutes. I would probably say it's going a a little less than 10, probably like that 9, 10-minute mark, something like that. What do you expect to see from Bolton Oleg? We haven't seen a lot from him, especially him being a young lion. Are we going to be blown away? Is this a Yoda-Suji match in the making where we all come away like, holy shit, You know, Bolton Oleg's the next coming?
1: I don't think it's going to be quite like that, but yes. <laughs> it's only 15 minutes. That was once in a lifetime, baby. But no, I think old, I think we are going to come away and be like, okay, this motherfucker's got it. Um, And similarly, I haven't seen much of him. You know, I've, he'd had like an exhibition match, I think at wrestle kingdom mm-hmm. and you know, I've seen him cause I don't watch a lot of the pre or early card undercard, whatever, but, the guy certainly looks the part. That's for damn sure. And I think, uh, you know, given that he is a legitimate wrestler, you know, he's certainly got those technical skills. I think we're going to come away thinking this motherfucker is the man. And I think it was Super j that had said this as well. him potentially eventually joining Bullet Club is kind of the muscle for the War Dogs, I feel like would be fucking tight. So, again, that was just them speculating that. But I'm like, oh, that that sounds like something I'm interested in right there. And I think you are, too. Okay. All right. We're good. So, again, (laughs) that's all speculation there and not coming from me. But I fucking love it and could be, uh, you know, this I think is no matter what happens with Bolton Oleg, I think this is definitely the start of him coming on for sure.
0: I wouldn't have no problem with him joining the War Dogs of Bullet Club. I think as much as shit as they took being formed and having David Finley as the leader, I I'd, I'd dare anyone to challenge the fact that they haven't all been elevated in some form. Oh, it's fashion.
1: working. It's absolutely working.
0: So I would like to see Bo Noe going over as the muscle, like the new – um, bad Luck Fowler, for lack of a better term I would love to see that I would think that would do him a world of good um, We saw Fujita Kind of Not necessarily jump a step But he's doing his excursion But he jumped Basically from Young Lion To TMDK I wouldn't have a problem if Bolton always did the same Where they dragged him into a Bullet Club And made him the newest Bullet Club member um, the next night, nine nine, uh, you have a never open weight six man title defense. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, just
1: to, just, no. just like can we, can we come up with one person other than these three schlubs? Come on, this just feels like a waste of time to me.
0: The, the champs need a tile defense. I'm sure somebody's going to come out afterwards. <laughs> And, you know, this is going to be the true challenge that we're all looking forward to. But as long as I'm dodging the Brett Jager piss, uh, Tiger Bass, Ted <laughs> and Maka challenge challenge, uh, Okada. Uh, this should Tata be Oscar. over
1: in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here?
0: I have no idea. I'm assuming this is going to, like I said, my guess is someone comes out post-match, challenges the winner, which should be. Okada Tanahashi should be.
1: It, <laughs> weird <laughs> shit is when
0: lately are wrestling, so I don't want to always you know push the chips in the middle. I want to keep some of them back. This ain't an all-in move just yet. You're right.
1: Tens on pins, Okada. <laughs>
0: You want to see a a clump in the middle of the fucking Saturday morning? What the fuck, <laughs> dude? I'm calling you. Wake up. Wake up.
1: <laughs> you ain't gonna that would be this. Negro Adamus, right, right? Okay,
0: yeah. Now you, if that shit happens, I'm calling you and I'm waking you up. I don't care what time it is. Next night, nine ten. Uh, an interesting best of seven. I do. I've always liked best of sevens, and in this scenario, I think this. I'm here for this. Yeah. A little, a lot of uh, ties coming into it. Uh You have Master Wado, Shota Umino, and Nagata versus Strong Style being El Desperado, Renderita, and Minoru Suzuki. Obviously, you got uh Wado and Desperado not necessarily liking each other. Obviously, you got Nagata and Suzuki not necessarily liking each other. And obviously, you got... Umino and Rennerita not necessarily liking each other. So, you're going to take all those combustible elements and make this a best of seven? <laughs> this might be whoever wins this it. should win, should have the next crack and whoever beats or whoever wins that nine nine, uh, never open weight title match. This should bang from the start to the finish. I just want to see the two things I really want to see is the Watto desperado. Few turn up a little bit. Ren and uh Umino, they're they're already gonna be hot. We already know they're gonna be coming in fighting each other, same way for Nagata and Suzuki. Desperado's, I guess, if they're he be hasn't the Kiwi's heel, seems to be Master Waddle, and I think he kind of knows it in the back of his head. Not necessarily saying that Waddle and Desperado are equals, but Waddle has won the super ju- uh, best of super juniors and is on the come-up where Desperado, we've talked about it, is probably between him and Hiromu, one of the next two to actually bump up and go to heavyweight. That's the the dynamic I want to see come out of this. You said you were down for it. What's, what are you looking forward to uh, this best of seven? Because you know what's going on seven.
1: I mean, I think you just laid it out. Like, There's three distinct rivalries already built in here, and of course, they're going to intermingle as well, but you know, that's what we're here for is those three rivalries. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if we rolled into Shota versus Ren at Wrestle Kingdom, or I think we'd maybe even mention maybe there's a triple threat between the three Musketeers. Um, so I think something at Wrestle Kingdom is probably going to happen with those two. Um, and yeah, I agree. I mean, I, do not think Watto and Desperado are equals, but you're right. I mean, there is there could be that kind of mental block for Desperado. So yeah, I want to see him come out and be like, "I'm that motherfucker." I I hear I am him. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, not really too much to say. I think uh, I'm, I'm I'm always down for a nice series, and uh, yeah, I think this will be fun. Who you got? Uh, I'll take strong style.
0: I unfortunately will have to agree with you on that as much as I would like to be contrarian. I think Strong Style is, uh, is a team that should be still never overweight, six-man t- champions, but another story for another time. Let's jump to the big show, the uh, Dest- Destruction at Kobe showed. I believe that's nine twenty four matches for that. Um, tai Chi versus Show for the KOPW championship. I'm sure that's going to be very, very interesting. Show. Tai Chi's looking for his pound of flesh after show jumped. Uh, tai Chi and Evil jumps Sonata, both taking the the respective KOPW and the IWGP titles off of the champions themselves. Um, Bishamon versus TMDK. Obviously, TMDK got a win over Bishamon in one of the the pre I shouldn't say pre show matches, but uh undercard matches they're gonna hook up again looking forward to that uh shingo versus great okan not sure what the step is if there's a step but great okan and shingo matched up together is just intriguing into itself because obviously we're gonna have to build to that so i wrote that down because it was just curious as i saw that no titles no step but like i said just curious because i have been very critical of great okan um, booking since he is basically uh, upset at Naito. Speaking of Naito, Naito versus Jeff Cobb for the N1 briefcase title rights. Basically, the winner gets the
1: So, shot. this is it is not for the briefcase.
0: It's not!
1: Which is stupid, but no, it is a special singles match. I just made sure because I remembered reading or seeing that it wasn't. I don't know why, but it is a special singles match, which I don't, I don't get it. I guess maybe because last year Okada said I ain't defending this shit, so I don't know if. But it's not for it, which is really definitely.
0: wow. It doesn't make
1: any sense why. At it all, be. then why have the match? Yeah, because I guess Naito. And again, I'd heard this on Super J Cast. They were saying like, "Well, Naito just may as well go and lay down." <laughs> you yeah, know. I was I ain't
0: going look, I'm not trying to get thrown around by Jeff Cobb. I have no stretch of the imagination. So wow. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. I don't I just, like it at all.
0: I just assumed that it was for <laughs> Yeah, the...
1: as as you would. As you would assume.
0: Then why they that... wow. Okay.
1: Um yeah. but the main the, event.
0: Was, yeah, I was getting ready to say sorry, it just took me 30 seconds to get my head off of that. Main event, very excited for. Yoda Suji versus Will Ospreay, obviously. Will Ospreay, oh the God. uh I should say the IWGP United Kingdom. <laughs> champion. Make sure I say the shit right. Uh, rebranded though. It's not even rebranded, but I love the fact that will all is like, fuck you guys. I'm gonna put my own stamp on this shit. Versus Yoda Tsuja, obviously, Yoda Suji has been the apple of our eye since he burst out on the scene against Sonata. um, I expect this to be one of the matches of the entire tour. It's got a 60-minute timeline. I don't even think it's going 60. Clearly, uh, if you gave me 20-25, I think that would be suitable enough time to get this thing done. Let's just ask the question that needs to be asked. Does Yoda Suji pull off the upset? Uh. <laughs> I know that laugh. I know my answer.
1: No, but God, I'd love Damn, it's it. But, be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, assuming Osprey does leave, but that's what makes it weird that they rebranded the belt to UK. But I mean, I assume they'll do Osprey Omega Three at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Yes. I mean, if not what, but I Osprey's winning here, but it's going to be fucking awesome.
0: No, I agree. I think Will Osprey's the the man to win here. Um it just feels like everybody he's coming across and it's whether it's guys like Yoji or legends like Okada, Marafuji, anybody in his way he's beating and this is a a ride that I never thought I'd see, but we talked about this on the first episode where our wish was to have all these promotions play nice in the sandbox so we can get matches that we haven't seen in a while or never seen before. This is one of those times where we were going to see it because obviously they're both contracted new Japan stars, but Yoda Suji coming in
1: Getting the pin pin over Osprey in that multi-man at the G1 final, yeah.
0: That to me was the big surprise of this. Where I kind of thought Osprey was going to defend the title because obviously he didn't win the G1. So who is he going to defend against was obviously the question. To see Yoda Suji do this was a amazing, and B immediately had me like, oh, tell me they're getting ready to do this. So obviously. That's going to be the main event on that nine twenty four show. Um, outside, of I that, mean,
1: I'd say I'm more excited for this than Osprey Marafuji, and that's saying something.
0: I can't. Say, I can't say I totally disagree. We both agree that Osprey is going to win both matches. Yeah. I can't. The only reason I because you can go back and see Marafuji and kind of guess how this match is going to go. There is so little tape on Yoda Suji, and I, <laughs> I hate to use the word "tape," like we're watching a NFL game session or some shit. But I mean, essentially, that's there's so few matches out there that you can you can't really speculate how this match is going to go. And Yoda Suji could basically do it all. The only thing I haven't seen him do yet is tap somebody out. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I mean, the, the speed. The agility, the obvious power, it's all there. The if
1: fucking he, charisma, man. That smile. If he,
0: God forbid, got him a submission game, pff, lights out. Naito, you, know, you might as well turn in your cape because he's going to take over L.I.J. before you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's the fucking man.
0: And, I, and, I, and I'm a firm believer. This is my Negro Domus moment, and this is probably years <laughs> off in the making, but Yoda Suji. Aus Naido to take over L.I.J. I
1: I think so too. I think that could be next year at Wrestle Kingdom, perhaps.
0: Hey, 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 hey easy, easy. <laughs> can, can, can my boy get the get the title first? Can, can we? Can yeah, we that's the
1: why I said next year.
0: <laughs> God damn! Can I celebrate that first? Good lord! All right. Um, I think that's. gonna think cover
1: that's. It. Yeah. It feels um, weird that New Japan is a footnote of this episode because it's usually the the bulk. but that's what saying. happens post G One.
0: No, it, it'll it'll get right back. They'll into be that dialing
1: thing. back up because then there's another destruction show like early in October, which is the one that'll have like Evil and Sonata, and I don't know if there's anything else announced for that yet. But that'll uh, that'll be coming, and then. When they usually do like power struggle, or they'll have. Yeah. I think last year they had like battle autumn, it was called. So there'll be, I think, one Something more like big that. show um, before um, Wrestle Kingdom. We did, um, and then did, the World did, Tag uh, League, PSOJ, League,
0: yeah. I was gonna say World Tag League and uh, Best of Super Junior Tag League. That'll be that's usually in October, November, and then that'll lead us into Wrestle Kingdom, obviously, on the NOAA side. Uh, we talked about Marafuji and uh, will Ospreay uh, go? Shiozaki, Jake, we all coming up in September, so we'll be talking about that as well. TJPW's kind of taking a little bit of a quiet turn. I don't think they've announced uh, a Mayu um, Mizuki title match yet, but I'm looking to keep my eye out for that, and then obviously start them. Is closing out their five star here in a little bit. I'll try to drag Brett back up to the happy place with Stardom in the next couple weeks. It's him, it's some work, but I got confidence in myself and my girls are gonna back me up. So on that lovely note, we will bid you adieu for the episode called PSP13. That man's Brett Jager. I'm JCB Kanichiwa, bitches. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Is Shingo my daddy?
1: jingo is our father (laughs) boom oh i forgot it's always a double click